takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know the Islanders did with their 2-1 to win over the St. Louis Blues. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. The Islanders have made uh, claimed a player on waivers. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about one of the most consistent forwards on the Islanders, not just this year, but for the past few years and what he means to the team. And we have our key takeaways from the big win over the Blues and preview tonight's game against the Avalanche, telling you what the Islanders need to do to pull off the big upset. Let's get back to Saturday's game against St. Louis, a 2-1 to win for the New York Islanders, and really a well-played game. And I think if there's one statistic that stood out to me from this game, it was that after two periods, the Islanders had more blocked shots, 17, than the, Blue ja- uh, than the Blues rather had shots on goal, 13. And that is Islanders hockey in a nutshell. It's a team-oriented, defense-first type of game, and it allowed the Islanders to slow down a more talented and dangerous team that is fighting for top position in its conference in the playoffs and beat them 2-1. to You got the usual great goaltending from Ilya Sorokin, but you can count on the fingers on one hand especially in the first 55 or 56 of this game, how many times the Blues came through the neutral zone with speed or were able to establish something that wasn't just on the perimeter offensively uh, in the Islanders' zone. So you just had uh, some solid defensive play by the Islanders' entire team And that is a most welcome thing. Ilya Sorokin, 27 saves, lost the shutout late in this game, but overall just played uh, another solid game. And, you know, we talked about the block shots all across the board. Ryan Pulak leading the way with four, but three for Andy Green, three for Scott Mayfield, two for Adam Pellick. Uh, And then how many forwards were pinching in? Anthony Bevilier, Kyle Palmieri, Josh Bailey, Matt Martin, each with two blocked shots. Uh, And, and, you know, you don't expect that many forwards to be involved in shot blocking. So you really had a nice uh, 
team effort defensively, and that was great to see. The Islanders also sticking up for each other. We saw the Scotty Mayfield fight. That was encouraging, at least that the Islanders weren't going to get pushed around. And Oliver Wallstrom scoring a goal, his first goal in 10, 11 games. That was good to see. Noah Dobson up another assist. He remains red hot offensively. And the power play clicking, something that this Islander team needs to have more consistent production from. So that was encouraging as well. And then who gets the goal on the power play early in the second period? Brock Nelson, his 20th of the year. That makes him the first and so far this year only Islanders player to reach 20 goals in a season. And, you know, you think about how remarkably consistent Brock Nelson has been. He's got 20 goals this year. You pace that out to an 82-game season, he would score about 37, 38 goals. Had 18 goals last year in an abbreviated season. That's a 27-goal pace over 82 games. 26 goals in the COVID-shortened 2019-2020 season. That's a 31-goal pace. The year before that, 25 goals. He has not, you know, he has been just so remarkably consistent over the course of his career. And here he is on the other side of 30, still playing remarkably consistent hockey and just you know, he's not a sniper. He's not a 30, 35 goal a year guy, although this year he is on pace for 37 goals or so. But overall, a consistent player, not the kind of guy who, like some other uh, forwards, is going to disappear for five or 10 games at a time and then get hot for five or 10 games at a time. Brock Nelson, not an attention getter, but a really deserving, consistent part of the Islanders' attack and an important part of that attack as well. I mean, think back to the playoffs last year, the B&B line of uh, Nelson, Bailey, and Bavillier was always the most consistent line on the team. Great to see that as well. As far as uh, some frustration, how about Kyle Palmieri? Two goals waved off in this game against the Blues. The first one, I think it was the right call. I think there was... Goalie interference, clearly uh, the player in front hit the stick of Jordan Bennington and that interfered with him while he was in his crease. The second goal called back because of a high stick. I don't think that was the right call, but it was close. To me, you know, in a situation where it's that close, there wasn't enough to overturn the call on the ice, which was that it was a goal. But the war room did so, and, and, you know, the Islanders had to feel a little snake bitten by that. But fortunately, the Islanders get the job done, hold on for the 2-1 win, and play the kind of hockey that they really need to play to win. It's something we haven't seen from them on a consistent basis, and it's something we're going to need to see from them uh, tonight against the Avalanche in a game that will clearly be a big challenge for the Islanders. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, 
we are happy to talk about, uh, to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So I'll give some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with fans during games and really any time. So please do uh, hit me up on Twitter. It's always great to talk to Islanders fans and to listeners to the show. We have got a lot more to talk about. We will talk about a waiver claim that the Islanders made on Sunday. Plus, uh, what is the secret to beating the Colorado Avalanche? It's not an easy thing to do, but we'll explain how the Islanders could pull off the upset. That and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I'll tell you, I I started to use this product recently. I I wanted to have more energy, and I wanted to have something that tastes great and and to sort of replace pills and vitamins that I'd always been taking. And I'll tell you, so far, so good. I mean, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. Now, I've been taking it in the morning before I head out and and start work. And I'll tell you, it has absolutely been a big beneficial. I mean, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Well, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. And look, this product is lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, and it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immunosupporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out Locked On Now. 
nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So the Islanders made a waiver move on Sunday. They reclaimed Austin Zarnick from the Seattle Kraken. Now Zarnick was with the Islanders up until about a month ago when Seattle claimed him on waivers. Now the Islanders have claimed him back. Uh, He picked up two assists in six games with the Kraken and had five points in 11 games with the Islanders. I always liked Zarnick. He is sort of a great guy to fill in whenever someone in the lineup is not available because you know you're going to get effort from him. You could put him on the fourth line, third line, maybe even for a game or two, the second line if you need to. But, you know, he'll hustle. He's good in the locker room. He's got some skill, even if he's not a big guy with a lot of size. And I I, I think he is a good guy for the Islanders to have back in the lineup, or at least available, whether he's a healthy scratch, goes down to Bridgeport, or finds himself back on the island. And here's the key question, though, in the back of my mind. You know, the trade deadline is just two weeks away right now. Does bringing back Austin Zarnick mean that, you know, you have him available if someone else is moved, if another forward is traded? Not, no, you know, no specific information there, but it is a distinct possibility that that's part of what the team is thinking. All right. Tonight, the Islanders back in action, taking on the Colorado Avalanche, a team they went toe-to-toe with just last week before losing 5-3 to in Denver. And now at 7.30 tonight, Eastern Time, at the UBS Arena, the second and final meeting between these two teams. And the Islanders played well enough to win in that first meeting. They had a lead going into the third period, couldn't quite hold it. But they are capable of, you know, if they play a game similar to what they did against St. Louis, uh, they are capable of staying with Colorado. And they showed that. And the Avs, by the way, since that win over the Islanders, they lost in Arizona 2-1, to lost to the Calgary Flames 4-3. to They are, you know, winless since that game. So, you know, the Avs, who have been one of the best teams in the league, all year round, just hitting a little speed bump here, and maybe the Islanders are catching them at the right time. And one key to winning against the Colorado Avalanche, and it's not an easy thing to do, but the Islanders have to take advantage of the fact that the Colorado penalty kill is a little below average. They're 20th in the league on the PK, a 77.6% success rate. The power play is better, 22.7%. That's 11th in the league. So special teams, especially the power play, the Islanders inconsistent so far on the power play. When they're on, and they played well against the Blues with the extra attacker, they move the puck, the the players on the ice move without the puck, and someone is in front of the net for those tip-ins, screens, and deflections. That's going to be one of the big keys for the Islanders as to how They can find a way to beat the Avalanche. Colorado, second in the league in goals scored, 12th in goals against. And we saw Darcy Kemper last week, and he played uh, okay against the Islanders. But again, uh, they're struggling a little bit. And when I say struggling, 
you know, this is the avalanche. Their struggles most teams would love to have. A lot of dangerous players on this team. Uh, G- Gabriel Landeskog, 30 goals to lead the team. Miko Rantanen, 26. Uh, Nazem Kadri, 22. Kadri leads the team with 48 assists and 70 points. And, you know, Kale McCarr, we saw what magic he can weave. 42 assists, including 17 assists on the power play. That leads the team there. Miko Rantanen, a guy to watch for with the extra attacker. He has 11 goals on the power play and is somebody you have to be aware of at all times. Let's look at the line combinations for the Avs. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is the center on the top line. Andre Burkowski and Miko Rantanen are his wings. Second line with Landeskog and Nishkinen on either side of him. And I'll tell you, that second line would be a first line for a heck of a lot of NHL teams. JT Comfer is the center on line three with Alex Newhook and Logan O'Connor on either side of him. And then from left to right on the fourth line, Darren Helm, Tyson Jost, and Nicholas Aube Kubel. On the blue line, Devon Taves, the ex-Islander, and Kale McCarr make up one of the best top pairings in the league. Jack Johnson, who would be a top pair defenseman on a lot of teams, is on the second pair with Samuel Gerrard, Ryan Murray, and Eric Johnson are the third pair. And again, those guys are better than third pair quality for most teams. Stefan Matteau on the IR. Bowen Byram is listed as out. If we hear anything about them being available before tonight, we'll let you know. And Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz remain the goaltenders for the Avalanche. This will not be an easy team to beat, but for the New York Islanders, uh, this will be a big challenge. They can do it, but they have to play their game, and boy, one thing they have to cut down on. And we saw it in the first matchup. Too many opportunities for the Avalanche to come through the neutral zone with speed And when you let a team that's this talented and this skilled come through the neutral zone with speed, you are asking for trouble. I would tend to think that Ilya Sorokin will get the the call tonight, but, you know, maybe you you turn back and and go with Simeon Varlamov. Varley is an ex-member of the Avalanche, maybe a little extra incentive If you're doing the 50-50 thing, it's Varley's turn, so it'll be interesting to see what decision Barry Trotz makes in this game. Still waiting day-to-day still on the duo of uh, Zdeno Chara, who has the upper body injury, and Matthew Barzal with the lower body injury, and the Islanders are hoping to be able to get those two players back. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come. Stay with us. More to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds Totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. 
pretty much it. If you could think about it and you want to bet on it, you could find it at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good, they're going to be your new favorites. Most uh, Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. And at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going to go back to the early days of the Islanders franchise. And uh, today, the 79th birthday of former Islanders forward Bill McMillan, the native of Charlottetown, PEI, uh, had a very nice junior career with uh, with St. Mike's and made his NHL debut in 1970-71 with the Toronto Maple Leafs, had 22 goals for the Leafs, was an original member of the Atlanta Flames in their first NHL season, which was also the Islanders' first NHL season, Uh, and then came to the Islanders in their second campaign, which was 1973-74, had his best year with the Islanders in 74-75, 13 goals, 25 points, and stayed with the team through the 1976-77 season. So uh, Billy McMillan played center, played right wing, uh, really just the, the kind of player who was reliable up and down his wing and did a good job uh, defensively while pitching in the odd goal. You know, McMillan, back in the day from the 70s at 5'11", 172, not bad size for a player back in the mid-70s. We're going to go look at one of his better games as an Islander, a playoff game, uh, this being game one of the Islanders' best two of three preliminary round series against the Vancouver Canucks on April 6, 1976, at the Nassau Coliseum. Chico Resch in goal for the Islanders. Kurt Ridley, the netminder for the Canucks. And it was Vancouver getting on the board early. Andre St. Laurent off for high sticking. He got the extra two minutes after having a fight with Mike Walton of the Canucks. And the Canucks make the Islanders pay. Dennis Vervegaard, his first in the playoff from Dennis Kearns and Rick Blight at 258. Isles trailing one to nothing, but Jerry Hart equals it up at the 6:01 mark. His first of the playoffs, Dennis Potvin and Brian Trottier with the assists. 
Isles tie it at one. But Bobby Lalonde of Vancouver off for hooking. And John Gould gets a shorthanded goal. His first from Chris Odlifson at 8-18. Isles down 2-1 to one on their own home ice. But the Islanders do bounce back. Bobby Lalonde called for hooking. And Billy Harris scores on the power play. His first unassisted at 8-28. The first period ends with the two teams even at two apiece. But in the second period, the Islanders strike again. Dave Lewis off for holding for the Islanders. And Lorne Henning gets a shorty. His first, the captain, Ed Westfall and Burt Marshall with the assists. Ten seconds into the second period, and the Islanders have a 3-2 lead. Then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Billy McMillan, his first of the playoffs, Jude Druan and J.P. Parise. Yes, that is Zach's dad. With the assists at 536, Bobby Nystrom tallies at 820 from Gary Howard and Dennis Potvin. And after two periods, the Islanders have a 5-2 lead. In the third period, Brian Trottier is off for interference and right off the faceoff, Bob Daly of Vancouver scores his first of the playoffs. Chris Odlifson with the only assist. But that was all she wrote. Islanders win it 5-3 for Billy McMillan. Our Islanders' birthday of the day. He has a goal. He is a plus one. He had two shots. That goal turned out to be the game winner. Chico Resch, 29 saves to earn the win in a game where the Islanders were outshot 32-30. to but came away with the win thanks in part to the big game winner by Bill McMillan. So again, happy 79th birthday to former Islanders forward Bill McMillan. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Big game tonight facing the Avalanche. Another litmus test. You know, you put together back-to-back wins against the Blues and the Avalanche. That is a big step forward for this Islanders team. It it really would show that they are kind of on the road to stabilizing things. And we need to see that consistency from this team down the stretch one way or the other. So uh, make sure that you check with us. We'll let you know if either Matt Barzal or Zdeno Chara are ready to come back into this game and we'll have all the latest updates for you on tomorrow's show. We'll have our key takeaways as well. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders!